feed me pixels, fed me some pixels via Matteo311. We uh, played Darkest Dungeon, which is the game I work on. Um, and uh, we played through the new dungeon, The Cove, which should be out now. Uh, I It's out right now as I record this, but it's also out in the future. Um, as well as currently, when you hear this, uh, it should still be out. And um, played through that. He did an interview as well as playing through the game and eating lunch, which is very impressive that he can do those three things at once. Uh, he really makes the most out of his lunch break. Um, as most people hope they would. Uh, but uh, overall, I think it went well. Uh, the audio is actually a rip from a YouTube video, so you're going to hear the awesome uh, sound effects by Power Up Audio and, and, and music by Stuart Chatwood of uh, Tea Party fame and uh, the great voices of Wayne June. And, uh, yeah, I had a good time. This is a jam-packed interview, and hope you uh, eat some pixels. resumed what's going what's on going everybody on? welcome back so we're doing a very special stream today we're doing a developer live oh, stream with Kier Myron he's one of the developers from Darkest Dungeon I'm very excited for this because if you guys watch the stream you know that this is one of my favorite games to play so how you doing Kier welcome to the stream I'm doing great thank you for having me feed me some pixels all right that's what I like to hear that's perfect so, for the people wondering what's the audio in the background, right now at the moment we have some of the uh, original soundtrack from the Darkest Dungeon running. And uh, guys, if there's any level issues with the audio, it looks good to me, but if there's any issues on your side, you let me know and we'll straighten it all out. 
the bot is disabled for today's stream because we got a developer here. The focus is going to be on the developer. And uh, so the focus is going to be on the developer. And I'm going to watch the chat, see if there's any cool questions that come up. And I'm going to be playing the game nonchalantly, which will probably get me killed. But anyway, how you doing, Kier? Welcome once again. Uh, I'm doing good. I like the uh, really old wallpaper. Oh, yes, that, that's one of the original wallpapers. And I gotta say, I'm so frustrated I couldn't duplicate the same font. That font you guys use is a paid font. Um, uh, I believe it's Dwarven Axe BB is the name of the font. And that, I, sounds, that sounds about right. I was so frustrated I couldn't get a matching font. My alignment's slightly off, too. But you know what? We got this set up. I got this set up right before I went to bed. All right. So, um... I'm gonna go like jump right into questions. I'm gonna. Uh, I believe it's Dwarven Axe BB is the name of the font. And that's that sounds about right. I was so frustrated I couldn't get a matching font. My alignment's slightly off too, but you know what? We got this set up. I got this set up right before I went to bed. All right. So um, I'm gonna go like jump right into questions. I'm gonna start up the game though, so we can start checking out the new patch. You guys just released the cove. How'd that go? Uh, it went. I mean, we got a, there's so it's probably our biggest update, so it was kind of the biggest uh, amount of content and code change that we pushed live. So it, it didn't necessarily go completely smooth, but I, I, we've ironed out hopefully most of the issues by now. I did see, um, oh yeah, I did see a secondary patch come through, a small patch afterwards. So yeah, well, we did two patches the day we released. Okay, we did okay. another two patches yesterday. So it was the biggest. So uh, I did read through the uh, all the release notes to see what was in there because what has happened to me in the past with this game is I've been caught with my pants down. Uh, thank you for the follow. Uh, if follow alerts become crazy during the stream, I'm going to disable them too because I, I I and and now they keep rushing in. Um, so but you know uh, so I've been caught with my pants down with this game. Shutting off the follow alerts, guys. Sorry about that. All right, so I've been caught with my pants down in this game. Did not read the release notes. I've been following this since Kickstarter. Uh, I was lucky enough to get an early copy like a week before. Uh, you guys gave out to like press a week before. And that first night, I spent two hours just dying. I died in the tutorial. So thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I... I like that you can die in the tutorial. Yeah, no, actually, I, I was really impressed with the game from the get-go. But uh, what I was saying is, every time you guys release a big patch, not being up-to-date on the patch notes and not knowing the changes has really caught me off guard and um, got a yeah. lot of my veteran characters killed. Yeah, yeah well, we're always, like... Uh, there's always a lot, like a few little changes that will either help or hurt you, depending on your playstyle with pretty much every one of our updates. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a playstyle method that I had that was uh, as cheap as can be and uh, happened to be stun-locking the guys. Just repeatedly, repeatedly stun-locking the guys, which obviously you guys have fixed. Uh, uh, yeah, we, well, I mean, some people some people are still doing something. We, we, got, we got more plans for the stun-locking. It, it's just hard to balance how much time we want to spend focusing on, like, exploits versus new stuff yeah so i noticed the cove doesn't allow me to bring low level characters right now and the majority of my guys are in uh, for r and r because you know how stressful dungeoneering can be um yeah i mean we changed the uh we changed the quest generation logic a little bit to now it's more 
It's related based on what your roster's made up of. Okay. So we're actually generating the quest based on um, the percentage of heroes you have. Um, I could see that being uh, definitely helpful because, um, you know, obviously you can't be running low levels with level 6 characters. So that does make sense. Yeah. And we, and we also now guarantee that you'll have at least one level 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, you can always run a new quest. So, guys, just okay. to give you a little background of Kier, because I'm, I'm looking at the chat. I'm trying to keep up with it. Um, so, one, so Kier is one of the developers for the Darkest Dungeon. Uh, you guys have about, if you include, I guess, audio and voice acting like an eight-man team. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, we have six people um, full-time. And then, I mean, our audio guys do a bunch of work. Um, but they're a group of three that kind of... Mix up the tasks, and then we have the musician and the uh, narrator. I'm just gonna run an average uh, little mission here before, so my guys get out of R and R, and then I'll run I'll run the code, so you guys can check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like losing my guys, you know, or getting everybody beat up. <laughs> uh, let's just take you, take the usual suspects. Alright, so uh, yeah, I mean. Just, yeah, just to focus back on. So you have a, uh, so a six-man team and then plus audio and, uh, voice acting. Um, now, generally what tends to happen to me playing in this game a lot, oh, I don't have enough for provisions. Uh, what tends to happen to me a lot is I'm talking to the stream and I get myself killed. I make every type of stupid mistake possible while talking to the stream. Yeah. Um, and it's just, because I like to keep it moving and, and, and everything like that. But I've made every stupid mistake. But I'm going to try my best to not focus on the game. Focus on what's going on with the chat. Um, focus on what you're obviously saying. And keep the focus on your studio, which is Red Hook Studios, and this excellent game, Darkest Dungeon. Well, I mean, uh, the, because of the way we're doing this, there is a slight delay, so I don't even think I could help you if I could. Oh, no, um, that's that's completely fine. You know something? <laughs> I, I've had people come and backseat game me so much. Um, it's just the whole, and which is fine. It's just the whole aspect of this game takes concentration. And while I'm sitting here just talking, talking, talking up a storm, I can't concentrate. And I walk into traps and I, uh, last time I was streaming, I accidentally took a level zero on a veteran mission because I was talking too much. That Mm. that was embarrassing. But so you're, you're, you're six to eight man team here. Um, so I noticed that, uh, originally I was talking to Chris, who is the, uh, is it, is it fair to say he's the project lead or at least the art? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of co-led by him and, him and Tyler. Yeah. And I was looking at the whole team, it looks like basically you guys met each other on separate projects. Yeah, we, I mean, we've met, it's kind of, yeah, it's a group of people who at least know somebody else on the team. Yeah. Everybody's kind of worked with one person before. Yeah. And now... Um, People love to talk about the uh, the art style of this game, and uh, and like it, it definitely stands out. The art is absolutely amazing in this game. Uh, I know Chris has worked on like lots of animations, uh, cartoons, and stuff like that, and it shows. It absolutely shows. Um, I, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. I just walked into a trap. Um, did did you add something to the art to give it a little bit of depth? Because I've never noticed this before. There's like chains and skulls. To... Yeah, that's that's new for the update. Chris yeah. really hates himself, uh, so he decided he wanted to draw foreground art for all the different dungeons. I have to say, it looks phenomenal. It yeah, well, he he, uh, he he really likes uh, he loves drawing. So 
Now, so you guys are a new studio from 2013, and this is your your only title, correct? Uh. Yeah, I mean, as as a group, this is the the first game we worked on together. But yeah, we've team. all worked on uh, more game, like we've worked on lots of games before individually or with other members of the team, um, in a variety of uh, platforms. And like some of us have done indie games before, some of us have done mobile, and some of us have done canceled AAA. It's kind of yeah. A, I've actually I've actually looked into the um, what you guys did in the background. I I could see the connection of how you guys met. And um, but the whole team is veterans. You know, the team is clear, clearly veterans. Um, I, I, you know, not not to call you out, but I, you're almost like the lowest man on the totem pole there, and you have over five years' experience, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah the least experienced on the team with like yeah, five or six years, depending on how you count school um, of experience. So it's, I really like being. I mean, this I've only worked on projects where I'm one of the younger or least experienced people on the project so um kind of what i'm used to well that'll that'll change eventually as you keep working at it obviously um now i gotta say though like um going back to the fact that the team is veterans does show you could see there's a attention to detail here uh but what i always wonder about when you guys got together did you know this was the game you wanted to make um i mean when i when I when the game was kind of explained to me before, like the game was was thought of or or the concept was there before the team was really built, like it was an idea that Chris and Tyler were kind of batting around over multiple years, waiting for the right time to make. So when they started to try and form the team, they were coming with a pitch that um, is pretty close to what um, what we have here, and uh, that's what sold me personally on the project was just this pitch of a stress-based RPG where they're they're acting out on their own and um, I gotta say it, it's a uh, it's a great you know it's definitely a great concept um, in this you know in where the industry is now and to think about uh, how do you compete against AAA titles like how do you compete against the Witcher threes and the the Metal Gear Solid and how to be inventive and bring new stuff to the table this this game definitely brought it I you know turn-based I wouldn't say is everyone's favorite. Uh, I wouldn't say that's the most common, but um, you guys definitely pulled it off. And now my question is though, like roguelike, uh, did you know right off the bat you wanted to be an unforgiving roguelike, or was that like discussed like for a long time and finally people said yes, that's what we're gonna do? Uh, I mean, it was always pitched as procedurally generated this and very difficult that hard choices were a core part of the design so um i mean it's always been there i mean also it's it's with us it's we're not like a pure roguelike i know there's some purists out there that that have different rules we definitely have a lot of roguelike elements um yeah yeah, i mean this has always been in the forefront of what we wanted to make um, just so the chat knows, guys, uh, I am following the chat. So is Kier. Uh, I am looking at the questions every once in a while. If it's in line with what we're talking about, I will bring it up. Uh, at the same time, I have a list of questions, and if I see something that's similar that I plan to already ask, uh, you know, I'm not just ignoring you guys. If you notice, there's a ton of chat there, so it's impossible for me to keep up with everything. But uh, we'll do our best. We'll get as many questions answered as possible. Um, and a little bit later in the stream, what I'll actually do is maybe hand it off to you guys, and we'll have Kier directly answer you guys. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean the art, the art, uh, staying on the art for a second here. Um, I noticed the corpses are updated too, which is cool. But um, this is all hand drawn, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I really like the way that the uh, art turns out because Chris does all the static images, so he draws everything without animation, and then we have a technical animator named Brooks Gordon, and he brings it all to life. Um, which my, yeah, like, the animation's kind of probably my favorite part of how the game looks, just because it's kind of in between what a traditional flash animation would be and what a traditional, like, frame-by-frame -frame animation would be, and it's kind of in the middle, and... It, uh, it, it definitely works. It undeniably works. Uh, I mean, if you sit there and focus on it so much, you'd be like, okay, that, that's, that's static. You know, there's very little animation to some segments, but it, it works. Like, unless you really focus on that, uh, just, you know, these little, like, lunge attack that just went across the screen right there. Uh, I mean, it's basically a static image, but you guys really pull it off. It, it definitely works. And we wanted to limit, like, how much... Like, if we want to do a new skill, how much work is it going to be on the art side, right? Like, if we really need another skill on a hero... Do we want to have to draw a completely unique thing, or do we want to be able to reuse some... Those were definitely considerations of what we wanted to do. Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, that's going to be something that, um, at the end of the day, you guys, uh, even though you're working on something you love, uh, you still, you know, you're you're going to look to make money off of this, and that actually is a great segue into the whole uh, Kickstarter conversation. So this game was a Kickstarter project. How did that How did that process go? Uh, it, it went really well. Everything kind of, like, lined up. Maintain the offensive. Uh, like we ended up getting a pretty positive coverage for the first week of our Kickstarter, which really, I think, cemented us being funded. Yeah, I gotta um, say, I think when I went to check you guys out on Kickstarter, you were already past fully funded. Uh, you guys were, I know you guys were only asking for like $75,000, I believe. And you ended yeah. up making like 300 plus? Yeah. How'd that work out for you? I mean, was, uh, that allowed you to do a lot more than you expected, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it allowed us to. Singular uh, purpose. But I mean, we put we reinvested most of it into uh, development and contracting and marketing and being able to try and put the best foot forward. Go to a couple shows, kind of take that pressure off. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, this, this is your... I don't know how I am missing every trap right now. But, um, so this is, obviously, this is full-time for you guys. This is your main project. So, at the end of the day, this has to work out for you guys? Or it's gonna hurt? Um, no, I mean, I, I think... Like, I think at this point, because uh, early access has done well, it, it, we're, we're focused on just trying to make the game as good as it can be. Um, and that's another perfect uh, question that's on my list. Is actually how has uh, the Steam's early access project been? You know, how's working in early access been? Uh, it's good. Um, yeah, especially like the Steam platform lets us push builds relatively quickly. Like we can push a build in, let's say, twenty minutes, and have it live out there. Um, as well as we also have, can have multiple branches and kind of have like a test branch for people with. We need to sort something out for them, but um, yeah, I mean it's been great. Uh, it's nice to be able to like go through development with the community and kind of have uh, test things out with them, like see how they're responding to different 
development choices we're making and kind of that actually that actually leads to exactly where we are today because that's how this whole interview came about uh i I i'm gonna assume it was chris but i don't know who it was they were actually on the uh the red hook studio um twitch account and they came on to my stream a week or so ago and we started having a little conversation back and forth and i said you know i would love to have you guys on for an interview and, uh, you know, whoever it was, absolutely make it happen. Just email us. And here we are. So I Yeah. Got... I mean, that's also, like, having the streamers, like, especially when we launched, we did a big kind of streaming, um, try to get as many streamers to go as possible. And it was great just to be able to fire up the game and watch people play and just be like, oh, there's a bug, there's a bug, go fix it. Like, just having basically QA that we can watch at any time. Yeah, it's almost an unlimited source of information for you guys. Yeah. I know um, throughout development, uh, one of the things, and we touched on this slightly, uh, has been balance. And I know balance is always going to be an issue for you guys, but how's that uh, progress going? Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's constant. Like, Tyler is constantly um, tweaking things in regards to the items, heroes, and enemies. And also, it's tough... Like, everything not being done, um, it, it, that definitely makes it more difficult. I mean, I can't, I can't really speak too much on balancing, because that's mostly something Tyler does. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I mean, we we also have the end game. Like, we have other stuff. Like, all the bosses need to be, need to feel relatively balanced, and we're adding new bosses. Like, we had new bosses this update, so, I mean, it's... It's, it's definitely a little bit more difficult in early access, but having people there and seeing what they being what they're using and stuff like that also helps and seeing what they um, are talking about on the forums as far as strategy definitely I think yeah I know them. I know you ran into the issues with corpses and um, and heart attacks. Uh, I know you guys got some some feedback you know I'd say a decent amount negative. Uh, feedback on the corpses and heart attacks. I have to say, I'm I'm completely cool with the uh, choice. You know, actually, I have heart attacks turned off right now, but I'll I'll tell you why. Because, like I said, um, I, I was not keeping up with the with the devlog, and um, I I jumped on the game. I saw there was an update. Didn't read what was in there. And like I said, I, I tend to make a ton of uh, silly mistakes while streaming this game. And one of them was, you know, I was just click, click, clicking, and the pop-up information regarding heart attacks came up, but I just clicked through, totally didn't even see it, and I lost a couple, a couple characters to heart attacks, and I was kicking myself. <laughs> I was kicking myself so hard, I was so frustrated, and I could understand, you know, it, I, I, it's my own fault, you know, I can't blame you guys, you had the nice pop-up warning, but, um... I don't know. It just—it's just one of those things. So I can understand that you're gonna do one thing and you're gonna upset people. That's unavoidable. But um, I, from my experience, this game has is much more balanced than obviously when uh, you first, when early access first started. Yeah, I mean we've we've changed like even with this build, we changed slightly how damage works. Um, like yeah. Like I, not, yeah, like we're still like medically really off the table for changing and give them no quarter. But I always notice that not only do you do game fixes with every uh, type of you know patch, not only do you do game fixes, but you guys are always adding like a nice specialty touch, like you know the foreground art. I see the corpses have been updated. 
Um, these are things that aren't necessary. Uh, it's just they make the game better, and that's great to see. Just and I could sit here. I could just sit here and get lost on the art style for you know forever because it really is that impressive. Yeah, th thank you. It's it's a uh, it's also like something. Depending on how development's going, different, for lack of a better term, departments can be ahead or behind, right? So um, that usually influences what type of that stuff gets in. Like with narration, we've enabled the audio guys to basically add as if they want to add new lines to existing events, like they can do that by themselves. So. Uh, and that's great. And you know, these guys, they have the free time. A lot of times, you know, when you work on a project like this, too, people get inspired. And they're just like, yeah, I want to make this better. And yeah. you see that. And that, that always shows that's, that's you know, when uh, development is done right. And it's not some forced out uh, by the publishers. The publishers, this has got to get done project. This is, this is the way it should be. And this is why over years I've had so much respect for indie games. Uh, because they, they're, they're not beholden. You know, the way other companies are, AAA companies, uh, they can kind of do whatever they want. You know, if you tried to pitch to a publishing company, uh, we're making a turn-based game with no multiplayer, uh, they would be like, okay, go away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely um, definitely not having that layer of, of another person we need to get approval of. Definitely lets us be a lot more nimble on what we're doing with, uh, with the game in early access. Now, like, I, I've worked at bigger companies where you gotta go talk to your head, and then they gotta go talk to another head, and then it's gotta like it bounced around, and, and it, it can add a lot of uh, um, it, you know just I, delay I, to anything getting done. Yeah, I get to, and I can see it also infringing on you know artistic choices. Like oh, I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's two examples that I always like to bring up, like uh, when EA purchased Bioware. You see, not that Bioware was a small company at that time, but when they got purchased, you see, like, I don't believe Mass Effect 3 would have had uh, had multiplayer uh, if EA's hand wasn't in there. It felt like EA forced multiplayer in the game, because every game has to have multiplayer. And uh, at the same time, they, they pushed up their development scale. They cut it back by, like, you know, six months to a year. Uh, these are things that don't work well for the product. Maybe they work well as a business, but don't work well for, uh, for the product. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also tough because like that time was such a worry about used games for those publishers, and with digital, that's less of a concern. So I think I don't. Yeah, like they used to have those things you had to punch in to get online, and then you could only you'd have to pay to get online if you bought like a used copy of a game. So. Yeah, well, I mean, piracy is an issue that could go on for days and days and days. Uh, it's nice to see when, you know, um, uh, you just, like, a lot of times when a developer does the right thing, I think the community, especially the PC community, respects that. And they're more willing to just be like, oh, well, I'm not going to pirate this game because I respect the company. They're making the, they're making the right choices. Um. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay if you don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think piracy is hard to fight. <laughs> it's, it's it's impossible. I mean, it's really impossible to fight. It's really just like shaping the mentality out there. Because uh, any DRM is going to get beat. So, you know, it's one of those things. But I wanted to focus a little bit on your actual role in development here. I looked up, so it, basically you're listed as like the programming generalist. Uh, so yeah. you, you jump in on whatever needs to be done. Yeah, well, we only have two programmers. Um, 
and for most of the project we've only had two programmers so remind yourself it's uh, yeah we kind of take little sections of the game or big sections of the game kind of focus on that because usually it's better for you to work on the systems that you wrote than try and get into somebody else's code and try and fix it up i mean you still should be able to do that but the person who wrote the original system is probably going to make less bugs than um Absolutely. I mean, I have a, uh, a programming background. I went to school for uh, computer science. So I have a, a programming background, and I, we were slightly talking about some of the stuff I work on before uh, the stream started. Uh, that I do, like, the back-end programming for this pixel, crazy Pixelator bot we have. And uh, I still do some programming in my office. Uh, but it's it's pretty much like SQL database programming and, and some GUI work and stuff like that. Nothing as complex as the Darkest Dungeon. But I know the, I know the whole... Uh, nuance of looking at someone else's code yeah it's uh and also like we've had um like pro programmers that left the project or programmers that are contracted on the project so i mean we have people who aren't around to, to work on their system so you need to kind of be able to get in there and see through their lens of what they were trying to do and be able to fix it up or add to it or now, someone popped the question: Does you know does this game have any type of goal at the moment? Uh, I mean, it's not a complete game, so obviously there's no end game just yet. So the the early access process has been rolling out, and like I just said, they just released the the cove, which is a new addition. So it's a new area to explore. Which I noticed the cove has just upgraded. I see your uh, little change here. So I was able to take veterans on this a second ago, and now it is upgraded to champions. Which, uh, <laughs> man, oh man, I don't want to take champions on this uh... mission. Um, it's a short mission. We'll try it, and if I lose guys, it's all well, it, it's all in the name draft? of the stream. Can you draft some some throwaways? Oh yeah, I think I have some room to draft. Yeah, so. just draft some throwaways. This might be a bug. I mean, maybe we need to look into it because you have the other dungeons maxed, but <laughs> you're getting the most difficult quest on on the new dungeon. Yep. You um, know something? But, this is for science. We're gonna do this for science. But speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of the end game, this is one of the things I'm most excited about as far as what we're doing in early access is that we're keeping the end game, which is the darkest dungeon you can see at the top of the map. Um, yeah. That is going to be only available during final release. And it's going to be something that you're going to need multiple parties of max level people to complete. So we're hoping that people in early access build up these um, these rosters of high level characters and then they're all going to go at the Darkest Dungeon, which should be the hardest and um, most unique dungeon, and uh, try and figure out the endgame and finish the endgame uh, once we do our final release. Continuously cry as they lose their characters that have taken them hours upon hours to level up. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, we're not going to say anything about the Darkest Dungeon. Like, we're not going to help people. We're not going to. That's fine. Like, it's going to be trying to be like a complete blackout, and people are going to need to try and solve that themselves. You um, could you could just expect a few emails from me because now now I've been in like that so. Yeah. Don't worry, I won't share. I won't share anything. <laughs> we're gonna um, respond a lot with not a bug. <laughs> no, you you were meant to die. Um, uh, I can only imagine what you guys have in store. My problem with my higher level characters is I have no dedicated healer thanks to heart attacks. Um, you know what? Like I said, this is for science, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
I brought I brought him, so yeah, we lose a character here, just just feel a little bad on the inside. <laughs> well I'll just get your loot up and then it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll 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 see what happens here. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm probably gonna lose somebody, but it happens. That's what this game is all about. Alright, let's see. Uh, I'm going to over-provision a bit, and obviously you'll probably see me make stupid mistakes, and just ignore that. My focus is on you, <laughs> not on the game. Uh, oh. Alright. Alright, let's right. let's go on. Um, let's see. Now, the psychological like aspect of this game, that's something you don't see in any other game. Where'd you guys come up with that? Um, I don't, I'm not uh, 100% sure. I mean, that was always a. It was. It was always built out of the idea that if you went and killed skeletons for a living, you're not gonna come home and be just fine with yourself. You're gonna be kind of messed up in these traditional fantasy settings. Yeah. Um, now, now, my like my only argument against heart attacks was the whole fact that um, if you're brave enough to go into these dungeons and fight some of these creatures, uh, then. I don't think you would you would have a heart attack. I think you you know you'd make it out. Maybe you'd cower in fear and wet your pants, uh, which does happen. Your characters you lose control of and stuff like that. But a heart, but a heart attack, attack, I just thought it was a a bit much. Maybe go catatonic. Yeah, I mean we it's 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 stuff we're um, still thinking about, but uh, it was built out of people that were completely afflicted and not worried about stress. They're like, whatever, I'll be completely crazy, I'll just take all these stress hits. And we have some monsters that only do stress damage, so it kind of allowed us to have another level of threat other than just physical damage. Yeah, and you see that. In different areas, the threat is much higher uh, in regards to stress damage. And then some areas, it's much higher in physical damage. Yeah, you see that. Uh, and you know something? Those changes came out over time. And I gotta tell you, every time you guys made those changes, they call they they call me off guard. Like I, whenever I thought I had a handle on the darkest dungeon, it just kicked my ass. <laughs> it really did. So um, now you guys also did expand onto the PS4. How'd that go? Um, well, we're uh, we're working with another um, studio to help with the PS4 and Vita version, uh, and we started working on that, um, but. Yeah, there's more work on our side we need to do. Like, we, I think we need to do controller support before we can fully give it off to them. But uh, they've started doing the kind of base stuff and getting getting it working on a on yeah. the dev kits. And is stuff is like it that, a, so. is it a huge impact on uh, program from a programming standpoint, or has it just been uh, less than you expected? More. Well, I mean, it's handled, it's handled by the other... Oh, so they're completely handling it. Again, outsourcing. Uh, something we're outsourcing, but um, so we can focus more on the core development. Um, but the way we programmed it uh, should... It shouldn't be too bad. Um, just because we're using, like, OpenGL, which is works on the PS4. Yep. Um, works, uh, works across the board. Yeah, except for the uh, Xbox, I believe. Oh. Well, of course. Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I, talking to gra like a lot of graphics programmers I've met and talked to, like, they prefer working in DirectX. So it's kind of a weird, like, the tool set's better, but you have way more options to use OpenGL. But I've only really worked with OpenGL since school. That's you know, all the games I've done have been that, so... Some, I mean, some of the research I've done, you know, um, 
obviously seems similar like it, especially with DirectX 12 coming out it looks like the tool set is much better for uh, for developers um, again and but you know Valve likes to focus on the fact that OpenGL I think the new OpenGL is being called Vulkan I could be wrong there but they like yeah. the fo- they like to focus on the fact that um, Vulkan is cross-platform you know covers everything and, and it, it makes more sense but I've always felt that DirectX is the better product yeah I mean Vulkan uh, I went to a talk on Vulkan at, at GDC, and and the stuff that, that to really optimize or to really use that stuff will kind of require a, a more new way of doing like graphics programming. Not completely new; like some people might already be there, but more like like you need to start getting on multiple threads, and you need to start making it graphics something that could scale, and when you have more bandwidth, be able to to do more graphics processing um, and, and more like unlock frame rates and stuff like that so I think it might not necessarily work for every game but if new games that use it and use it well will look cool and maybe scale up to 4K nicer and and kind of do all that stuff basically you know that's that's what I've read too research wise uh, you'll have a lot you know it's a lot closer to low level access or you know full low level access like some of the consoles have and basically you know they could pull out as much as they do surprisingly on the consoles because they have that low level access you know they could run like you know they're not hitting 1080 all the time but they could run nice looking games get them to look nice on pretty much potatoes so that, that's that's impressive yeah but it definitely, it definitely like the game definitely uh, will dictate how well it'll look. It might not necessarily work for some some games the way they're done. They're done in a more traditional method. Now, um, do you guys have any concept of when your full release date's going to be? Uh, we're trying for uh, end of this year. Um, end of this year. That's the plan. Yeah, that's the that's the current plan. That would be a nice Christmas present. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be the Christmas season if it is. So, uh, but that's what we're trying to do. And we're doing our best to get there. Um. And that's uh, pretty much left is you know obviously balancing is an ongoing act, but um, it's pretty much just the uh, the last remaining dungeon. Is that is that it or is there? Yeah, something? I mean the, la- the last dungeon is is what we would need to uh, say like okay, this is a completed product, but. What'll probably happen is we'll probably add stuff after. Like we'll probably say we're in final release and add to it afterwards. Um, but like the good developers you guys are. Yeah. Because um, because early access is really as long as we say it's early access. Like there's no there's not really a which is which is one of those things that actually people. Uh, that's up in the air that people tend to complain about with early access. You know, there's a developer isn't forced to fully release their game or even you know release it at all. They could just leave it in early access for a hundred years, um, which is uh, like Gmail, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, again, you could say the same about any other product that's out there because they're always being updated. You know, this this one just has happens to be labeled. But when you see something like certain games say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna add this 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 and this feature buy our early access and then they, they you know ditch before they get even close to what they promised obviously yeah, I don't, I don't expect that from that you guys happens, but yeah I mean it's it's a, it's a tough situation I don't think people really want to abandon their games 
Um, yeah, we're I, definitely not going to. <laughs> so, uh, I, I would, I, you know, I doubt you guys would. Obviously, this game is super successful. It's going great. Uh, I have to stop and comment on the um, this new dungeon. Uh, the whale. New, new du- it's awesome. The cove that is whale awesome. background's my favorite of the whole dungeon. The, yeah, the whale is what actually got me to stop. Uh, again, in this game, I am so scared to click anything. Anything. Like, I, I pretty much am prudent all the time and never click anything because you guys just know how to wreck my day. But have you looked at the buff you got from that first curio? I'm sorry, what was that? Did you look at the buff? Like, you got a buff on the first curio. Like. Yeah, I did. I did because, I, you know, I saw it and I actually I was like, is this a trap? And obviously I should have looked at my map to see if it was revealed on the map. Um, but concentration and focus, not not present right now. But um, it's one of those things where, like, it's, you know, I'm still scared no matter what. Even if even if it's, uh, I don't know. I just feel like more often than not this game really kicks my butt. I mean, we, we want that to happen. And, and also, like, if we notice an exploit, probably what we're going to do is try and kick your butt for it. Like, <laughs> nice. So, so, um... Yeah, I, I, like I said, uh, it, it always, the game always... I've really enjoyed the early access process because the game is always throwing something new at me, something unexpected. Uh, you know, I, I played the game, and then I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this game down. Like, I, I had, like, 100,000 gold, and I had, like, 10 level 6 characters, and you'll see my roster now is completely empty. Uh, and it's a sin. And most of them die through the heart attacks. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's just like, oh, every time I come back. So I've really enjoyed the whole early access, pro- uh, you know, process. Um, I would find some type of, I wouldn't say huge exploits, but minimal exploit. Like I said, I used to stun lock everyone I found. Um, right now, you know, I stun. As long as I have 50% chance, I will make the stun attempt. But, um, <laughs> you know, because I like to play the odds. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, you've definitely cleaned out that that exploit. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, early access is kind of... It's good if you are if you want to see weird fringes, right? Like, if you want to end up with too many of the trinket, or if you want to end up with, like, the guy who's more higher, easier to level, like, early access is great for that, because we're going to be constantly tweaking things and, and balance passes and adding stuff, so it's kind of a... It's also a great time to be, like, uh, part of the development. I, I feel like a lot of times... That's if you love a game and want to be there from the start and see it grow, I always feel like that's when you—that's the only time you should really get involved in early access. Because sometimes early, early access, access can can uh, be a letdown. You know, some people are not, uh, especially like younger kids, would be like, "Oh, there's a lot of buzz about this game. You know, I got to go check it out," and uh, they don't get the whole concept of early access, especially when they're like early access alphas. And uh, you know, before you know it, they're like, "Oh, this game's terrible," which. It's horrible to see because the game is so early in development. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I mean, we're not... Like, one of the most impressive things about the PAX Prime we went to is people who'd show up and say... Oh, like, I'd be like, oh, if you played the game, they'd say, oh, yeah, like, 100 hours. And that'd be... That's a lot. And they'd sit down and they haven't played since we added new classes. So, like, they got... They just burned through as much as they could at the very start of development. And then they haven't seen it since. And you know something? I gotta say, like, I mean, I don't have that much free time. I cover a lot of titles, do a lot of work for uh, Feed Me Pixels. Oh, I see that that character. Uh, that character is operating guard. That's that's new. Um, yeah. So, but when this game first came out, uh, that's something that stood out to me was this was a shining example of both Kickstarter and early access. The game was completely playable. 
yes, there were balance issues. Um, but, I mean, it was completely playable. I ha- I've never had a crash in this game. I've never had anything break on me. I'm sure there were a few, you know, bugs here and there that might have did that for some people, but not me. And it's just been a, a shining example of what early access should be because you guys can use it and get all the feedback you need. Uh, everyone else can sit there and enjoy the game. And, you know, you guys could also get a little revenue stream coming in at the time while you're working on it. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good on the development side because there's not a huge amount of, um, like pressure on the updates so we can kind of iron through all the problems and and crashes and and we're trying like we're trying to maintain especially me personally like i'm trying to maintain that the saves carry through this whole development process like i hand fix like 80 of them and i i can imagine that's one of the things where like because i i was uh you know early access the forest is another title i got a little bit earlier than early access for everybody else i've been following it since day one and every once in a while, I'll come back to it, and it breaks my save. And when you spend 20, 30 hours building a base and come back to it, and your save is, is broken, it, it's horrible. I mean, it, mm. it's horrible. Um, but of course, like, adding, like, we added Steam Cloud support um, during early access, and there's been, I mean, there's just still a bit of, like, Oh, I played the game in February, and now I'm coming back, and it doesn't sink. And you're, we have some workarounds for it, and some fixes we can do. But it's like it would ideally be better to hold everything and then release it at once. But we wouldn't find all the problems. So yep. hopefully, this will make the final release, like the whole early access process, should make the final release better than if we just held I, it. I agree. I think it's definitely working out. It worked out in your favor, especially a game like this that needs so many balancing tweaks. Uh, one thing oh, I did yeah. notice that um, I would consider a bug. Uh, so this character in the background, one of these new guys, this champion in the background, uh, he, he activated guard on the, uh, the cultist, but he yeah. was stunned. Yet he was still able to operate his guard. Now, that's a... Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'll add that to the uh, task it's, board. It's a consideration. You can play that either way. I, I actually expected him not to guard because he was stunned. Um. I did notice you guys fixed the whole um, auto-surprised on Nightmare Ambush, which I, oh, I, I've, I've seen man. that bug because what happened to me was I got uh, Nightmare Ambush and surprised the enemy, and I was laughing. Like, how did that happen? So I did see that was fixed. Man, I looked into that. Um... It was probably the internal build, but we were playing with, like, it was only ever, like, a 10% chance that monsters would happen. Monster surprise would happen. This is, I think, only on the internal development build, and we had that bug for a while, and we found it, so... There might be more monster surprises. Now. <laughs> there might be more. Yeah. Oh, this guy's got such high protection. I'm sitting here wondering why we're doing no damage to him. But his protection level is so high. I'm, yeah, hold, I'm, I'm currently holding my own. It's really slow going. I'm trying to focus on both you and the game, but it, it's going pretty well. Well, I think you. I think you get like more resolve XP for um, uh, uh, finishing a more difficult quest than you really should be on. Might be wrong with that, or it might be dungeon experience. Now, if I was to just sit here and just like idle on this screen, not in a fight. I don't know what these characters are going to do to me. I'm a little scared. If I was to just, just sit here and idle on this screen, um, yeah. outside of combat, will the will the light go down? 
I've never tried it because I'm, I don't want to burn my. No, no, no. Every, everything's everything's based off turns. Okay. And each step on the map, like each little square, is a turn, not including the door. I think. Um, so. Yeah, no, it's 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 it could operate completely as like a turn-based game. It's just it's just the visuals that are. Okay. Yeah, no, I've just, I've I've wondered. Oh, this guy's. This guy's. Got the only stuff would be like stuff like barks and pop text, like their dialogue and their pop texts and stuff like that. The, that stuff updates in real time, but that's just displaying information to the um, player, not actually doing any. Um, not knowing what's in store from these characters, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering: Should I be healing more? My my health is kind of okay. I don't know if these guys are heavy hitters. Have you fought the the shaman before? Uh, no, this is actually my first time in the COVID all. Uh, the uh, shaman, the shaman's a special. Him at well, you're not gonna die, but um, he he's one of the monsters that can actually heal, as well as buff the okay. other monsters in his party. Um, so him and the octo tank are both kind of new monster mechanics that weren't around before. Yeah, I, I did uh, I did start seeing some of them, and uh, you know it's always like I said, it's always one of those things you don't know exactly what to expect. I'm just wondering, you know, when is the best time to heal? Because you know, like, I want to keep my character health up uh, for when one of those monstrous hits comes around. But I don't know if, you know, it's it's always that battle of attrition. You know, I mean, uh, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. I was just gonna say, I think you should have these guys covered. Yeah, you think you think I got this? I would, I would probably feel comfortable healing. Like your man at arms should be able to deal with them. Um. Good to know. Good to know. I do see all the corpses have been updated. I think I might have mentioned that already, but yeah, uh, yeah that, that, the, it looks that was good. Another one of those. Chris thought he didn't have enough work to do, so he's like, "I'm going to draw another art asset for 80 percent of the monsters in the game." So. Yeah, no, they they look great. Uh, it really adds something because the corpses, um, and now you know, even if you love or hate the corpses, you could at least enjoy the artwork. You know, you could be like, oh, that looks cool. And that's what this game, a lot of this game is about. Like, you look at it and you're like, oh, that that's actually really cool. Precision and power. I'm glad I'm not embarrassing myself in this run-through right now, so Success I'm happy so about that. Yeah, no, you should be able to finish the quest, no afflictions. Yeah, next, next, that's right, because next run I'll just you know, get okay. trampled by somebody. So, uh, people in the chat, you know, I have not been ignoring you guys. I've just been going through some basic questions I had. I got one more thing I wanted to throw at here, and then we'll, yeah. we'll throw it off to you guys uh, for some questions. But someone brought this up to me, uh, and I thought, you know, it's just something I, I should definitely let you guys know. Someone said, I wish they made um, a action RPG, Darkest Dungeon game. This art style, you know, with a playthrough kind of like, I guess, Castle Crashers. And I was like, oh my god, that's a phenomenal idea. I was like, that that would be another game I would love to play. I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would. Uh, I mean, it's it is a different skill set. I, I mean, I think we could do it, um, but uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot more tuning in the the sense of feel rather than like right now we're dealing with. Like, huge amount of stats and stuff like that for each hero and each monster and each trinket and stuff like that so I think that focus would be more on how the game feels if we were to do that uh, speaking of beat-em-ups though we are good friends with the Viking Squad people I don't know ah, if you're aware of, yes. I don't know if you're aware of that game yeah um, but uh, you're looking for a beat-em-up indie beat-em-up with 
Small yeah. team and great art, like it's it's. No wait, it's this is the, wait, this is. Uh, I'm sorry. What what's the game? The name of the it's game? It's called Viking Squad. It's a uh, it's a lane based beat 'em up. Oh, okay. So okay. It's, um, I was you basically gonna... commit to a different lane, so it tries wow, to solve the weird problem of you don't know how far up the screen you are when you're attacking, so you might miss people. They're trying to solve that by locking you to one of, I believe, five lanes. All right, that's that's actually yeah. I gotta look into that. Three I was actually thinking. Local. I was thinking of a different title that um, was supposed to be released, but got delayed, but which was uh, Zombie Vikings, which is like a cast. Holy, Holy shit! shit. Oh, oh no warning there. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man, that was ugly. Holy crap. Oh, I did not know that was coming. Well, lesson learned. Well, what can I do on that one? Shit, man. Lesson learned. The hard way. Yeah, you gotta, uh, you definitely gotta deal with him within his, uh, three turn. Well, now, now we know. Well, you know, that, that's... I saw, we, I was watching a streamer and they had, um, the shaman buff him before he did the attacks. And he did, like... An extra fifty percent damage. Oh, that's that's just horrendous. <laughs> On that explode. I mean, this is the last room, so I wouldn't retreat. People are saying run away in the chat. But... People are saying run away. Nah, listen, we're here. We're we're here for the long run. You got him stunned. Uh there's a good chance I could still die, but we'll see what happens. But um, uh, we're in it, and that's one of these things this game makes me always do. I'm like, I know I should run away right now. No, no, I'm I'm here to do it. Alright, so this guy's guarding that guy. That's fine. Uh, but I have, you know, I've been critting with my heal every once in a while, and I can't believe uh, how how effective the occultist heal can be. Like, I just I just did a crit heal for 46. And I don't, that almost feels like a bug to me. Um, I mean, it's, uh... What's your bleed resistance, right? Like, the Hellion should have high bleed resistance if you look in a character panel by right-clicking, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um... So. I, I I just it's just one of those things where I'm like whoa those are some uh, those are some crits there. All right, let's get a few more heals going around here so I feel a little bit more comfortable and then we'll finish these guys off. It's definitely a lot more risky in the uh, in the early game when he's only healing like ten or so. In the in the early game, he's he's like you never want to use him at all as a healer. <laughs> That's basically how it feels because it's just like okay, he'll heal one point of damage and do five and bleed. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're running, like, bleed-resistant tanks, you're running, like, the Warrens or something where you have a higher chance of bleed, and I think it can work out. Yeah. And there is there is a lot of stat optimization I can do, but, I'm, like I said, I'm always, like, playing nonchalantly and talking to the chat and making stupid mistakes. But, yeah, this is this is a game where you can really sit there, stat-optimize, stat and, like, kick some serious butt. Which I think... To the point where sometimes you need to do it uh, in order to, you know, be successful in this game. Yeah, especially in the early game, like, you can definitely... Like, there's trinkets that have speed debuffs, and your hero might only... Might not have any speed when they first start out. Like, they're one of the slower characters, like the Crusader, so you can kind of min-max that, because you can know that the speed won't go below zero. And There's a bunch of little kind of... There, Not there, exploits, yeah. but mid-maxes that you can accomplish. I always get frustrated with the fact that like there's always like a negative effect associated with items. I'm like, oh man, can't they just all be positive? But, um, you know, I get it. It goes in line with this game. It makes perfect sense. Uh, and, um, like I said, I totally get it. 
but I just wish. And always, like I'm always rushing on the stream. Don't want to push it through uh, too fast. Uh, excuse me, I don't want to just have people watching me go through my inventory. I think that's boring. I think it ruins the stream. So like yeah. I don't go through my inventory, and it's pretty much the only time I get to play. So I have just like if you noticed earlier, I have like tons and tons of items that I never use. Yeah, I mean it's. it's uh... I don't know, like the, all that stuff. I think, I think a lot of it works for the streaming and works against it because you can have like some streamers that really like look like min max and kind of maximize every single thing they're doing. And you have some people who are just winging it, um, but they can always take a break and stop, and the action's not going to move forward. Yeah, you, you know what? I try and I try and get that stuff done on my off hours, but my off hours don't exist. Um, but so guys, I'm going to finish this fight up right now. We're going to pop out. We're going to start running a giveaway for you guys. And uh, during that time, we'll look here. If you see any uh, anything comes up in the chat that you think is worth answering, you go for it. Oh man, there's one more fight left. It doesn't matter. I don't have the time. I got to start running the, uh, the giveaway here. So let's do that. So you feel free if you see anything pops up. Yeah, guys, guys uh, now's uh, the time. Junior BMF asked if stun resistance works against the duration of the stun, but it just works against whether the stun hit or not. Um, if you do crit uh, and a, like a bleed or a blight, there's a slight chance that the duration will increase. Um, it seems like that's kind of on the same yeah, I'm setting topic. Up setting up this giveaway for everybody so guys the giveaway keyword is going to be darkest so if you want to get in on this giveaway keyword keyword is darkest all right so we'll let people type on that let me get it up on the screen so people can see the, the awesome art of this game um some somebody asking uh if there would be a co-op mode um we don't have anything planned at this uh at this moment um was it ever a consideration? I'm sure, like, you guys thought about it. Uh, we thought about it, um, but, um, I mean, who knows what the future will <laughs> partake. I mean, it's not something we're planning for the final release of the game, but, um, I mean, we're open to a lot of things, but not willing to commit, because we don't know what other cool stuff we'll want to do. Yeah, you never know what will play on. Now, this is the only project on your plate right now. You guys haven't decided what your next project's going to be, right? Old folks yeah, no, we, we have too much we want to do with this to even think about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> let, me shut, um, let me shut off my follower alerts again because they're getting uh, really aggressive. Uh, I appreciate everyone following the channel. That's great. We try and do a lot of cool things here at Feed Me Pixels. We, you know, uh, really happy that developers from the Darkest Dungeon but were kind enough to join our humble stream. Uh, you know something? I am a huge supporter of their game. Uh, I think it is totally worth twenty dollars. Uh, you might even, you know, you price it even higher, but don't do that now because you'll piss people off. Because I said that. No, no, it's no, not no. going. It's not going up in price for like in early access. It's not going up in price. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a fantastic game. I pumped sixty plus hours into it, and for someone with my schedule. That's, you know, berserk because I, I have to cover other titles that do reviews. You know, I'm setting up interviews for all you guys. And for me to squeeze out 60 hours into a single game uh, is it's something that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. The feedback on Steam actually says it, too. They have an 87% positive rating with over 7,000 reviews. So everyone is liking this game just like me. 
It's always good to hear. I mean, the, the user reviews are kind of the only reviews we have right now because, of, I mean, it's not it's done, so we don't have any like Metacritic reviews. So it's care a lot about those uh, user reviews. I mean, uh, what do you, I mean, has that had a big impact for you guys? The the reviews or the streaming? Uh, how has that been for you guys? Um, I mean, we definitely notice it. Like, we're definitely um, like when we get like. Uh, plus the negative reviews um, we'll definitely notice and see what's in there and see what's happening and, and that is a as a form of um, or is like a hey this might be something we want to work on so um, well and we're, and we're coming up we're coming up towards the end of the stream here. I'm actually sad I only had an hour with you. Um, this is this is the only available time I have at this period. But if you guys ever have another patch coming out, like a big patch uh, right before your main release, uh, you guys feel free to reach out to Feed Me Pixels again. Uh, I would love to have you on again or anyone else from the team. Uh, this was a great experience for me. I hope you enjoyed it just as much. And uh, I think we're going to go right into rolling that winner. I actually, like I told you, this is my, my actual job lunch break. The people watching the stream, all the viewers know that. So they, that's why I didn't dress up for you. I dressed up because I'm at work. And uh, I got to run back to work. So we're going to run. We're going to give away this key. We're going to thank Kier for joining. Uh, and then I'm going to hand it off to one of our other streamers. Uh, his name is Joe, a.k.a. Unbreakable. He's going to take over. Uh, we're going to put the bot back on for you guys. You guys can shoot some rockets at Joe. You guys can have a good time. You can check your pixels with Pixelator, Pixelator and all that stuff. So let's roll this winner right now. Guys. All right. Zurusona. Zurusona uh, is actually fairly regular. I've seen them on the channel a bunch of times. I just want to make sure you're actually here watching live. You are a follower. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, if you could just sound off, let, let me know you're here watching live, and I'll send you that key. All right, let's give him some time. Again, Kira, a huge thank you. Um, good luck to you with uh, all your future progress in this game. Uh, like I said, keep Feed Me Pixels in mind. You guys have a, a new patch, new update, want some publicity. Uh, that's that's what we do here. You know, we get developers on, we, we review games, we pretty much get some buzz about stuff we like. We, we want people to be able to trust us like go oh you know the feed me pixels guys were playing that game they like it they showed it off they talked about why they like it what's good about it we can trust them and that and that's what we're working on right now with the community so keep us in mind for the future will do all right that uh so zuru has uh sounded off they are there i'm gonna send that key i'm gonna say goodbye to kier and uh thanks everybody for joining have a uh, have a great day here. It was nice talking to you, man. I'm going to exit out of chat right now, and I'll, I'll send you a little follow-up email. I'll talk to you okay. soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Disconnected. Thank you.